0: But I'm as confused as anyone, even knowing the situation, whether A, he wants to be back with the Packers, and B, whether the Packers really want him back. And I'll end this again. It feels like it's time for Jordan Love.
1: All right. So we did this a couple weeks ago and we got a lot of positive feedback from it. So I love talking with Andrew Brandt. I call him the voice of reason. Okay. And he's also the host of the business of sports podcast. So we're doing an extended version again this week. That'll be simulcast on both because we want the Ross Tucker football podcast listeners to know even when Andrew's not on the RTFP, he does the business of sports every week, and it's excellent, absolutely excellent. And there's a lot of weeks he's not on the Raw Soccer Football Podcast. Just like all the business of sports people need to know, as great as Andrew is, you can check this show out, Raw Football Podcast. It's daily, Monday through Friday, to make sure that you have your fill. Check Andrew out on social media, of course, at Andrew Brandt. We already mentioned business of sports podcast. Love what he writes for MMQB. Read that all the time. And then the Sunday 7 newsletter is excellent as well. Andrew, there's a lot to get to. I feel like whenever I'm talking with you, though, we, we kind of got to start with Aaron Rodgers. Because <laughs> I'm a little bit surprised by what I've seen from you on Twitter, at Andrew Brandt. So as I like to do, I want to give you a blank canvas for what you think is going on with Aaron and what you think is going to happen.
0: Yeah. Good morning, Ross. Always good to be with you that we do this together. I think listeners like the different perspectives that you and I bring and adding one little social media thing to your list. I do now I'm doing reels. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on another Instagram, Andrew Brandt too. I couldn't get Andrew Brandt. So I do reels every day about this stuff. So check that out as well. Yeah, I have a history with the Packers. I know Aaron a little bit. This is another situation. We're really going into year three of what will Aaron do? I was completely correct in year one when all the noise was coming on draft day. He didn't want to be there. I said he'd be back. I was completely wrong in year two where I thought there'd be a separation between the Packers and Aaron in 2022. I was wrong. Now we go into 2023. Let's start it this way, Ross. I, I think I'm totally confused. <laughs> I'm going to say one-third, one-third, one-third. I believe one-third, he's back with the Packers. One-third, he's with another team. And one-third, he retires. I just don't know. And that's sort of hedging my bets but what it says to me is that's 33% that he's going to be back with the team. That's not a lot. I just don't feel it. Listen, the symmetry with Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers is uncanny. Where 15 years to the day, after the Packers, where I was involved, picked Aaron Rodgers with Brett Favre on the roster, they picked Jordan Love in the first round with Aaron Rodgers on the roster. Aaron sat for three years. Jordan has sat for three years. An uncanny amount of time in this day and age only happens with the Packers, where a first-round quarterback sits that long. It feels like it's time, right? It feels like it's time to hand the team over to Jordan Love and to move on. It just feels that way. Now, I'm saying that as an outsider. They don't tip their hand either way. But if I'm Jordan Love, I'm like, I'm going to go into year four without, a, without playing, really? But of course, how much do they want Aaron Rodgers back? In 2007, at 2008, we gave the sort of, Brett, do what you want to do, just let us know. That was not the same as, we really, really want you back. In 2022, 23, it seems like the front office saying, Aaron, do what you want, we'll give you your time. I don't know if they're saying we really, really want you back. All this is to say that I would not be surprised if he retires. I would not be surprised if he's traded. I'd probably be a little more surprised if he's back. I would. Now, you gave me the canvas. I'm going to go on with the contract. That's what everyone's asking. But he's got $60 guaranteed this year, Andrew. I'm like, I get it. I get it. They made a huge commitment last year. 60 million guaranteed this year, but it's funky. It's an option. They don't have to exercise it till the season. Otherwise guaranteed salary. So it would bode well for a trade is what the way they structured it. Will he be traded? I don't know. But I think that if he walks away, there's precedent where there's a middle ground. In other words, people say he'll never walk away from 60 million. I get it. It's life changing wealth. But number one, Aaron's a different cat, as we all know that. And number two, well, maybe there's a middle ground. In 2008, the Packers, after the messy divorce with Aaron, with, with Brett Favre, offered him roughly $20 million to be a Goodwill ambassador and retire. He turned it down. He was traded. Could that happen here? Is $20 million in 2008 maybe like $30 million? in 2023? Maybe pay him half his contract to walk away. All these things are on the table, but I'm as confused as anyone, even knowing the situation. Whether A, he wants to be back with the Packers, and B, whether the Packers really want him back. And I'll end this again. It feels like it's time for Jordan Love.
1: So, um, <laughs> the one thing I think that I've noticed, and I want you to chime in on, it really feels like, unlike other years or other situations, it feels like Aaron Rodgers kind of holds all the cards here, right? I mean, the money's guaranteed, so they can't cut him. That's not an option. Right. They can trade him, but no one's going to really trade for Aaron Rodgers and give him the $60 million fully guaranteed unless they know he wants to be there, right? Like, they know he wants to play and wants to be there. So it feels like his agent structured it in a way where Aaron holds all the cards, which has to be a little uncomfortable for the Packers, right? I mean, that's not really – when you guys did that with Favre, he didn't really hold all the cards. Aaron does.
0: It's a different Packers cap management than when I was there. They pushed a lot of money out. They went for it last year with this strong Aaron Rodgers contract. There's a lot of veterans that if they're no longer on the team in the next – This year or next year, there's going to be a lot of dead money left. You know, in my day, I was much more conservative, a pay-as-you-go approach, an approach where we wouldn't have big holes in the cap going forward. That's not what they're doing, and I understand it. They had this window with Aaron, and they pushed money out, and they're going to have some issues with cap management. But that was the goal. Like, (laughs) get to where you're going to get to with a Hall of Fame quarterback, who's coming off two MVPs. I get it. But now they're facing the reality that this is a cap-strap team. Aaron is putting pressure on. I want my veterans. Um, you know, make sure you get Mercedes Lewis and Maureen Nocob and Bobby Tanyan and Dave Bakhtieri back and all those kind of things. So this is, we sort of, this has been building for a couple of years, as you noted, but now it's the Fisher Cut Bay time. Are the Packers going to, Succumb to Aaron's wishes. I want a veteran team. I want to win it all. I want to be MVP. It's not a rebuild the Packers would ever do, but the Packers are a draft and develop team. So the rubber is hitting the road right now. I think we'll know within a month.
1: I have a tough time, just personally, Andrew. I have a tough time picturing him walking away from sixty million dollars, full to guaranteed, and I don't think he wants it to end the way it ended. So I I, I'm, I I disagree with you. I think it's most likely he's back with the Packers. I think he wants to end on a higher note than that. And I think with the young receivers coming of age towards the end of the year, I think he's back and I think he gets the money, but I guess we'll see that. That's what makes it fun, right?
0: Yeah. And I think that segues to our next discussion. There are a lot of quarterbacks on the market this year, more than ever, more than ever in my studying of this game. Not just, you know, usually there's the Tyrod Taylors, there's the Josh McCowns, there's the Ryan Fitzpatricks. This is a real group. And, you know, we don't have to talk about them all today, but this is a real group of quarterbacks. So what that means is there's not going to be the suitors for Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or others that maybe you would think of in another kind of market, you know, the Russell Wilson market last year. I think it's going to be
1: different. You don't think people would be interested in Brady?
0: I think Brady will ha- will not be shut out. But listen, Daniel Jones is going to go somewhere, maybe Giants. Geno Smith is going to go somewhere, probably Seahawks. Then there's Derek Carr. Then there's Jimmy Garoppolo. Then there's Tom Brady. Then there's potentially Aaron Rodgers. Then there's four or five first-round quarterbacks? So this is going to be a musical chairs. But yes, I think Brady will have a home if it's not Tampa, if he keeps playing. But not a lot of suitors, no.
1: I tend to agree. You mentioned Derek Carr. That's one I've been wanting to talk to you about. I guess he's got 40 and a half million bucks that becomes guaranteed on February 15th, Andrew. Right. And he has a no trade clause. I've been talking about this on... Ross Tucker football podcast. I've been posting about it on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. I guess I don't really understand why he would waive the no trade clause for anyone. Like he knows the Raiders don't want to pay him that money. They don't want to guarantee the 40 million, which by the way is one of the reasons why he didn't play the last couple games. So why waive the no trade clause? Why not force the Raiders to release you before your guaranteed salary kicks in and then be able to visit teams and still gets a month start on free agency, be able to visit teams, be able to talk with teams and have multiple suitors that I believe he would have because he's the first one. You know, Daniel Jones is unknown and Rogers is unknown. Carr could be available You used to be an agent. Pretend (laughs) you're his agent. Is there any reason to waive the no-trade clause? Not only that, then the team that you're going to has to give up a draft pick for you. Wait, did I miss
0: something, Ross? Did he announce he's waiving his no-trade clause? No. okay.
1: But the Raiders are reportedly – the Raiders want to trade him. Raiders are trying to trade him. Right. But if you're Derek Carr, why would you ever allow that to happen? Why wouldn't you just say to him, don't bother. I'm not waiving my trade clause. I want to be a free agent. I'm not waiting. Like, I don't see any compelling reason unless I'm missing something. You know, there are Raiders fans that will say, well, he would never get that contract as a free agent. He would never get all the 40 million a year as a free agent. But then why would someone trade for that?
0: Well, a couple of things. You'd ask about being his agent. I've talked to his agent because I'm like, what did you do here? Why? How could they cut you after one year? you did a big deal 6 months ago with the same gm and the same coach what's going on and of course he didn't talk about the football aspect of it but he defended the contract basically he got 5 million more than he would have gotten so 2022 he got a free 5 million and now he's getting whatever cut or traded and i'm asking about the guarantee he said well now we get to pick our team i said how he said well you know He's got to be traded or the the guarantee kicks in. So we control where he's going to go because we can say, no, we we don't want to go there uh, with the no trade clause. So it sounds like the no trade clause is still applicable from what I'm hearing. And then when they try to trade him, it's got to be this weird hush hush because the trade doesn't start till March 15th. He's got the guarantee kicking in February 15th. So the Raiders are on the hook, February 15th. And you're right, if they cut them, they cut them, and they're on the hook. They're on the hook. I mean, they can cut them, but why pay 40 million, you know, when you can when you can trade that? So they'll try to trade them. My sense is Ross, a new team will not want that. And they'll work out a new deal with less than 40 million guaranteed and they'll make the trade, but it's gotta be hush, hush for a month, which gives Carr a little bit of leverage here.
1: Yeah. And again, I, I thought, why is not He just say, no, I'm not, you can't trade me to anybody. And then they have to cut them February 14th before the guarantee.
0: I think that's a strategy, but I think, you know, Derek Carr is, is already talking about a new home and, whether he gets to a new home through trade or free agency, I don't know. I think the the discussions probably have already started. But I get back to our initial comment was, who's after Derek Carr? You know, if Tom Brady ends up somewhere and Aarons ends up somewhere and Jones and Lamar, I mean, it's, again, it's going to be a tight market. The bad teams are going to want to draft, you know, so we'll see.
1: This is the first time, Andrew, it's felt like things are not all hunky-dory with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. It's felt like things are actually a little bit contentious.
0: I said this before the season, and I know it's not a great thing to say, but I think the best thing for Lamar's future financial security was to do something where the Ravens would not tag him in 2023. I, I didn't mean like... Do something bad, but do something. Sorry, that was my light. <laughs> do something where the Ravens would not tag him. I don't know if sort of whatever happened the last week or staying off his injury longer, if that would do it. I think they're still going to tag him. But this negotiation has not gone well. Uh, they're going to have a press conference tomorrow. I think they'll say they're going to keep him. But that could be a trade, too. That could be a tag and trade. And there's another team. You know, but this all comes back to the same question with the Giants and Jones. Like, what do you do if you don't sign Lamar? The Giants, what do you do if you don't sign Jones? So I think they, you know, both end up back where they are. And I think Lamar's, you know, just going to go through a process here. But the elephant in the room, we've talked about this before, is Deshaun Watson. And then the Ravens won't go there and Jackson wants to go there. So we see a tag. That's where it's going to go, in my opinion.
1: You know, it's such an interesting point. Like if Lamar Jackson got in trouble, or even (laughs) if he just came out and said he hates the Ravens organization, he hates the smell of Baltimore, like the city is a bunch of losers. Like if he just went like scorched earth yeah, so that they wouldn't tag him, that would be the best thing financially that's ever happened to him because he'd be able to be a totally free agent on the market that is not the way it should be.
0: I know. That was my point almost. How did Deshaun Watson get that contract? Well, he got a team that didn't want him <laughs> and had an auction. So how would Lamar get that contract? He'd have to have a team that didn't want him, the Ravens. But I think they still want him. I, the obvious point for listeners is the business of sports is you have a much better leverage and options when you are negotiating with multiple teams compared to one team, and I think Lamar Jackson on the market would have a lot of teams, under. unlike some of these other quarterbacks. I think he would.
1: You know what I never realized before, Andrew, until Michael Lombardi mentioned it last Wednesday on a Wisdom Wednesday? I didn't realize that if you're a coach that gets fired, you reportedly have to try to get another job, because this came up with Kingsbury buying the one-way ticket to Thailand or whatever, I never realized that I thought these guys could just chill for three years and make the rest of the money if they wanted to.
0: It's a great question. Here's the language in all these coaching contracts. They're guaranteed with offset and offset is for any other coaching money. In some contracts, it's any other money period, whether it's coaching TV, media, etc., cetera, depends on the contract, but there's generally language of a duty to mitigate. In other words, There's offset language with the guarantee, and there's a duty to, however you want to phrase it, seek other employment or accept other employment. We went after a coach when I was with the Packers that we had fired, and the reports from the media was he was offered X other job and turned it down. So we're looking at why are we paying him X hundred thousand dollars when he had a chance to get another job? It was an arbitration that ended up as a settlement with the coach. These get sticky. Bringing it to our new hero, Cliff Kingsbury, on a one-way ticket to Thailand. I love that. I love it. Uh, you know me, Ross. That that sort of lines up with me. Um, I don't think there's an issue here. I mean, he just got fired. So so unless he's staying there for two years, you know, I don't think there's an issue with him spending Bill. Michael Bigwell's money in Thailand uh, at any time soon. Any soon.
1: I never knew that that was even in there. Uh, the last question, Andrew. Oh, actually, you know what? Before we get to the last question, speaking of all this money talk, I forgot to tell everybody about Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, the personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Signed up for the app, got it on my phone, absolutely love it. There was two or three subscriptions that we didn't really need. You just press the click button to cancel, and they cancel it for you. You don't have to like call customer service or whatever, which is crazy annoying. You know how much I value my time. I hate that. How about this numbers? Andrew, talk numbers. Over 3 million people, have used Rocket Money, and it saves the average person up to $720 a year, which is amazing. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash BOS for business and sports. That's rocketmoney.com slash BOS, rocketmoney.com. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Last question, Andrew. I'm taking you longer, but that's okay. We're simulcasting here. Um, Assistant coaches, like, for example, the Chargers firing their OC and quarterback coach. In your experience, how often are assistant coaches fired as like sacrificial lambs as like a, a publicity thing as opposed to them actually deserving to be fired.
0: I haven't experienced that. I think what, I mean, taking it out of the media side, I think the usual reason for an assistant coach firing is internal dissension something we don't see, something that goes on and usually has been brewing, like not this week, not last week, months, where there's just an internal tension between the head coach and the assistant. Maybe it's a play call here or there that foments because it's taken a while to to manifest over the weeks. Maybe it's some way of using players that the coach just doesn't like. Uh, But when you see an assistant coach fired, maybe it's, again – For like you said, PR reasons to protect other interests. But usually there's problems. You know, these coaches, I always talk about it, you talk about it, live in a submarine with each other for six months. And when this brews, it festers, it festers. So I'm guessing the Chargers situation, other situations around the league, this has been brewing. The assistant coach was on his way out probably weeks ago, and now it's time.
1: If you're listening on the Ross Tucker football podcast, you must subscribe and listen to Andrew's Business of Sports every week. If you're listening on the Business of Sports podcast, check out the Ross Tucker football podcast. It's daily. We also have even money betting, fantasy feast for fantasy, college draft, all kinds of stuff. Follow Andrew on social at Andrew Brandt on Twitter at Andrew Brandt too on Instagram for his reels that Jack's helping him with doing a great job on Andrew, terrific stuff as always. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks, Ross. It's great doing these together. We'll do more of them in 2023.